See, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, the muscle fused to the bone, which is really interesting. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to this week's episode of Morgue and Balonies. I am the titular Morgue. And I'm Balonies. You may also know us as the Scatman Carruthers, Nicholas <laughs> and Greg. Greg! <laughs> Ori. How you doing, Greg? Okay. As always, I was doing good until you said that. How are you, Nick? I am pretty excited because this episode is a first in Morgan Baloney's long storied history. We have an intruder in our midst, Mr. <gasps> Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> immediately fucked it up. Nicholas, David, Misa. <laughs> Misa. All right. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hey, man. Welcome on to the show, brother. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. So, yeah. Nicholas is a, an acclaimed director. Oh, shit. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, know I think he meant acquitted. Acquitted director. Thank you. There we are. Yep, there you go. Thank you, fact checker. Yep. Uh, he is a close... Uh, there's an asterisk after that. A uh, personal friend to Greg and I. We've known him for several years. Yes. Uh, I have kissed him on the lips. That's just a fun fact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we wanted to make him our first guest on this episode. He's got a lot of work in in short films, like I said, feature-length films, I think. Have you done a feature length, or was because you have a pretty long one under your belt? Uh, I worked as a first AD on a feature film. Was that the the western one? Uh, no, that's the uh, the horror movie that we shot in Kern County. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I was convinced to not show up as an extra for that one, and I've long since regretted that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? So we're basically doing our our fun little thing, and we've been doing this to kind of keep ourselves sane in the quarantine lockdown we're entering a second lockdown up here in in washington state i was curious uh yep. how have you been holding up what have you been doing i just i mean i'm catching up on a lot of movies that i missed over the years um i i'm trying to read more uh but i would say i'm <laughs> reading about roughly the same as i was before quarantine <laughs> i get that classic i yeah i mean you know when quarantine first started back in march i was under the impression that i would be doing i would be doing a lot more reading and a lot more writing with my time uh but i've been like i don't know what it is but i've been like the opposite of productive for some reason like i just i have a lot of time to myself and i usually spend it i mean i spend it working for one because i work from home and if i'm not working um you know i try to write a little here and there uh, I'm writing a play right now, so that's what I've been up oh. to most recently. And yeah, like I said, just trying to catch up on movies. So I got Netflix DVD, so I get DVD sent to my house. Oh, shit. I, I have long been uh, praising Netflix's DVDs. People don't ever believe me. They've got an amazing <laughs> selection. It makes no sense because the on stream, it's kind of like they have like it's whack. But, like, they have this huge library, and no one takes advantage of it. Yeah. Their streaming service is, like, exclusively shitty. Uh, <laughs> like, they, it's like they do it on purpose. Um, because I, way, way, way back in the day, Netflix had uh, a pretty good streaming service, but they have an amazing DVD service. But over the years that I've been using Netflix DVD, I've noticed that 
uh, a lot of their catalog has seemed to dwindle down over the years, oh. and I think maybe that's mm-hmm. because people who rent DVDs from them are losing them, or they're just not returning them. Because now I see a lot of movies in the past that were once available are not available anymore. So that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. other than that, it's great service. It's just mm-hmm. one of those, you know, it's, it's like... It's just one of those days. <laughs> it is just one of those days. Because it's like the, the DVD service started pumping up because all of the streaming services popped up. Because now there's 1,800 streaming <laughs> services. And... Most of them have like some level of quality to them, and, and that's what killed the, the DVD thing initially. Then it started coming back because people were more interested. Plus, it had like a really good catalog of I know because well, what was um, what was the, the movie webs? There was like a movie streaming site that that shut down a couple years ago, uh, and it was like Quibi, what. I said Quibi, knowing no, it was that like, it's not what you're talking about. Filmstruck. I, I bought like a... What was that? Filmstruck? Filmstruck, yes. Yeah. I had that. And it was and it was awesome. And that shut down. And there was like this gap in time between that and then like the Criterion channel was something that popped up like a mm-hmm. couple years later. And that was something. Yes. So in that middle time, I know a lot of people really wanting to get these not very often streamed movies, more of like the french classics and stuff and netflix had a really good selection of them so i know a lot of friends got theirs from that and to still uh ramp up their movie history their letterboxd account <laughs> yeah Ew. So, hey there's a plug so it's a, it's shout out to letterbox <laughs> lbox nick do you have a letterbox i do we uh we recently started uh what's the Pumping word plugging it. them on this yes. podcast oh okay I just started. I, I, I had them in the links of like every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and when I uh, recommended it, Nick was like, "Oh yeah, mine is this." And I'm like, "Nick, it's in the, I, it's already there. Don't worry about it." <laughs> the descriptions. Exactly. That's when I learned Nick doesn't care what I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is completely okay. <laughs> uh, I recently just dropped a review for the the Hulu movie Run with Sarah Paulson and Kira Allen on my list. Oh yeah, I read that. I think it's a pretty good review, if I had to judge it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. From uh, one Nick to another, please check out his letterbox yeah. and vice versa. <laughs> we'll see if we can plug him at the end if we remember him. Uh, all right, this Indeed. is going to move us to our next segment. Gregory, would you like to take it for me? Of course. And our next segment, of course, is going to be the fabled log lines. Yeah. The log Each person has two log lines from popular media and one for an original project. The opponent must then guess which is the original idea for one point and has the potential to win a second point for guessing the underlying connective theme between the three. There are also flex points for guessing what the other two log lines are from. That is a basic breakdown of log lines in case you've never heard this from the show. I think I've got it down to about 15 seconds. Very happy with that. He did one, it was like a minute. It was so embarrassing. I kept stumbling. <laughs> I, in the last episode, I was like dying. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, so this week, since we have our special guest, uh, Nick, 
we are going to do a little bit of a, a special edition. Typically, it's me versus Greg, and we don't see each other's answers beforehand. I tried looking. He doesn't write them until the <laughs> show starts, so that sucked for me. Um, <laughs> I'm like a savant. I'm like a beautiful mind. You're like Rain Man. Is that what that is? Is that offensive? Nah. Uh... Fact cut checker? That, cut that, cut that, uh, cut that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we are going to instead be reading ours and having our friend Nick play off of them, trying to guess which one is ours, what is the theme, maybe a flex point. Doesn't matter too much, but it would be cool. I Basically, will add him to the board, so just so everyone knows, if he ever comes back or just wants to play from home mm -hmm. and cheat, we can keep track of his points. And no since worries. we share a name, we have sh shared points. Oh, is that how that works? Untrue. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> during each of his guessing uh, escapades for our series of log lines, that's a wrong usage of a word. If you it super is. <laughs> uh, he will have one lifeline from either Greg or me, depending on which one he's trying to solve. So he cannot ask me about my log lines, but he can ask Nick, exactly. as Nick has much more experience with my log lines. Exactly. And <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll basically give him what we think. We also, we still don't know what the other person's answer is, so we can't, like, you know, nudge it. It's the mm -hmm. Ekans say one. Eh. Ekans? The Pokemon? S second, yeah. Ekans. Second in Pig Latin. Oh, uh, so that is our brief little update my brief i mean about three times as long as the explanation uh <laughs> yeah. of what we are doing on this special episode of morgan baloney's greg would you like to read yours first of course wait so to be All clear right. i'm the only guy who's going to be guessing or yes you are our we'll test be... subject and slave <laughs> we'll be guessing on our own but we won't be <laughs> saying it out loud just in case we're right mm-hmm okay. Well, give me your best shot. Here we go. <laughs> Let it rip. Log line number one. A religious mask maker decides to end his killer crusade for the sake of true love. Log line number two. A college co-ed will stop at nothing to become her professor's assistant. And log line number three. A sadistic killer from her past has different plans for her and her friends during senior prom. Alright. So now if I guess. If you want to hear any of them again, feel free to ask. Okay, how yes. many how many times can I hear them again? <laughs> as many as you need. Okay, that's good to know. Last episode, I asked uh, Nick to run through all three of them rapid fire, and he stumbled right at the finish line. <laughs> yeah, it was almost perfect. Oh, so almost good. Uh, okay, what was the third one again? A sadistic killer from her past has different plans for her and her friends during senior prom. Okay, what was the second one? The second logline was, a college co-ed will stop at nothing to become her professor's assistant. Yeah, the first one. A religious mask maker decides to end his killer crusade for the sake of true love. Wow, I thought I was going to ace this, but uh, <laughs> I'm not feeling so confident. Nick, how are you, how nice you doing over there? Nick, that's for sure. Um, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I've definitely seen the second one, but I can't think of any specific names of any of these movies. And I feel like I've seen the third one, but that's also a pretty generic logline, so it could yeah. definitely be an original one trying to trick you. 
<laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I'm not too fa- I'm not too familiar with the first one. But then again, that could just be like a a Giallo movie that I just haven't seen. Because Greg's been trying to sneak hard ones in there. Oh yeah. A religious mask maker ends his crusade for for the sake of true love. For the sake of true love. Is that your pick for Greg's original one? I okay. So the second one and the third one feel like they would be movies that I've probably seen. Like you said, I can't just I can't think of the names. The first one is so specific. I want to say it's an original one, but but that's the thing. Like it is specific, you know. And it very well could be a movie, but it just sounds like I don't know. It sounds like I would have I would have remembered it if I've if I've seen it. But you could also try guessing the theme first, and that might help. That helped Greg last episode. <laughs> Fucking worms. Well, the second and third one are both co-ed related, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> I wouldn't say co-eds are. Th- is co-ed the theme? That is tangential to the theme, so I'm gonna give it to you. My theme was college, even though the last one's senior prom, but you know, they're about to go to college, so that was my theme. Okay. Which means the first one has something to do with college. That's a real movie then. The third one. Maybe. <laughs> Cause why would you why would you think that much into your fake original idea? <laughs> Because it's an original idea. <laughs> so you wrote an entire script just for this this segment? Okay. Thank you. That would be hilarious. Friend. That would be so funny. <laughs> I wrote a whole script just for this. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, 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 yeah. As for the actual movies themselves, um, I mean, I could think probably think about it a little a little longer, but I think that uh. I think the third one is real. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that one would be the most obvious. I thought it would have been outed instantly. So, what was the? I will uh, say that the third one is an actual movie. Okay, what's the? What was the third one again? The third one is a sadistic killer from her past has different plans for her and her friends during senior prom. Because yeah, I've, I've definitely seen a movie like this. Wait, but when you say from her past, I'm a little confused it on that may- part. It may or may not be a remake of an older movie, so the plot could be a little, uh, you know, goofy. I love when they remake movies and they take, like, the goofiest parts and keep them instead of just throwing them out with the garbage. It's one of my favorite things. Is the movie Prom Night? It is! Hey! Alright, I got that one! Hey! Hey. (laughs) I remember the Prom Night remake trailers, because I was, like, just out of... I was... I think it was just before I got into high school and they fucking scared the shit out of me. They probably wouldn't <laughs> anymore, but young Nicholas. Yeah, probably was, not. I remember there's something like under the bed where he's like stabbing through the bed <laughs> or something. I really like the uh, poster for it where it's just like the screaming woman in the prom crown covering half her face. Oh yeah, for the remake? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know the poster for the original, but the remake had a cool poster. Okay. Um, I've never seen it. I've never seen the the original or the remake. I've seen the original. Oh, I've only seen the remake. Yeah. We were all different. <laughs> Many varied voices on Morgan Bologna's. All right, so now it's down to two. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, the second log line. One more time, please. 
A college co-ed will stop at nothing to become her professor's assistant. I feel like if this were a movie, it would have Mila Kunis in it. <laughs> Nikki, son of a bitch. Does it? Ooh. I'm just, I'm just giving my perspective. This is a total guess. I like your perspective, Nick. Wait, so it, it does have Mila Kunis in it. Well, if it did, that would only mean one thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> what movie is it, though? Because I don't I think I've seen um, it. I don't think I've actually seen this movie, uh, but I have seen trailers for it. Or not trailers, mm-hmm. but like I've seen people talk about this movie. Because, you know, Mila Kunis garners a discussion. She's so great in Bad Moms, as a side note. I haven't seen it. Dude, Bad Moms fucking rock socks. Man, you're a monster. (laughs) She was good in Jupiter Ascending. Was she in that one? Uh, She was, but I haven't seen it. She's great in Ted. Uh, American Psycho 2. Oh, yeah. God damn it, Nick. (laughs) Wait, that's the movie? I hate Mila Kunis, actually. (laughs) Wait, the movie's American Psycho 2? It is. Nick has cheated his way into Nicholas's mind. Well, I thought that was a... okay. So I thought for sure that it was not American Psycho two. It absolutely was. All right, all right. Now I gotta guess which one is the fake one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the first one, because it's so it's so specific. It's like it absolutely is. The first one is my original idea. I'm gonna come back on our little video chat that no one else can see now because I don't have to stare at the log line. The <laughs> The first one is actually uh, based off of a short film that I did called Death Masks. When I I remember originally when I wrote it, I made the script really um, complicated. I thought it was still doable, but then I made the mistake of uh, trying to make the movie for a competition, oh. and like my timeline got slashed, and I had to cut scenes that were really cool and. I mean, I still think the movie came out all right. I made it with a few friends, as you do <laughs> when you don't have any money. And, uh, yeah, the theme for the competition was Bye Felicia. So your movie had to end with the phrase, Bye Felicia. And I was like, I don't want to make it, like, super... I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. That Just like how the I... the worst thing I've ever heard. It fucking <laughs> sucks. But <laughs> I ended up doing it like how you did uh, your spider play. Oh, yeah. Iraq no yeah I I did a thing like that with the ending where he's just very serious and he's like bye Felicia that reminds me Instead I was listening of, yeah. to our, our log lines because now on YouTube at the Morgan Baloney's official YouTube <laughs> channel you can find all of our isolated log lines episodes including this one whenever this episode comes out hey. uh, exactly I was listening to one uh, and I mentioned it's the one where I used Iraq no uh, for the logline, and I said I would finish it by the end of the month in October. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Uh, uh, it's November now, so it's November twenty eighth. <laughs> uh, uh, not not uh, specifically. Uh, I mean, <laughs> for any time traveling assassins so I'll, out there, I'll, fi- I'll finish that one eventually. <laughs> he will finish it by the end of this year. That gives him a month and a couple days. Because I already have like 10 pages of it or so, or like 6 pages, somewhere between those two numbers. Nice. Uh, But yes, that was my original uh, idea, Death Masks, which is a short film that you can see on YouTube if you'd like. Uh, You know, links are in the podcasts, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Nicholas, do you want to share your log lines with Nick and I? Get ready. 
ready. Hold on to your socks. This one should go a lot quicker than Greg's bullshit right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. American Psycho too. Loglines has brought up the worst in us week by week. We just get more and more angry at each other. Uh, so, logline number one. Animatronics go haywire and start terrorizing their live audience. Number two. Characters from a beloved comic strip are now degenerate teenagers. And three. Former... Ugh, Former color-coded monster-fighting superheroes meet up as grizzled adults. Wait, can uh, can Greg and I double-team? Like, <laughs> I will yeah, give you your lifeline, buddy. Hint. Um, oh shit! Here we go. One of these, so only one of these is a movie, and the other one is a play. Already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, the, the third one is my official, my original idea. Wait, mm -hmm. you can do plays? We, we yeah, can uh, do basically whatever we want. We typically stick to movies. Yeah. But yeah, but the log lines can be weird, from books. We'll typically, we'll typically say that we're doing something weird before we guess. Just or we'll help. just give a lot of leeway. Like if we do a specific episode of a show, yeah. we'll, we'll be like, well, if you guess the show, it's okay too. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know shit about plays. So well, Greg, I feel like Greg I might know, know which this one, one so Greg can probably give you. Since I gave you American Psycho two, <laughs> on accident, you know that we won't have to worry about that. Do you want me to repeat any of these? Uh, yeah, all three of them. <laughs> okay, I'll go from the top. Rapid fire, go. <laughs> First one: animatronics go haywire and start terrorizing their live audience. Number two: characters from a beloved comic strip are now degenerate teenagers. And three, former color-coded monster-fighting superheroes meet up as grizzled adults. So the third one's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll wait till you guys all of them. I'm not going to give you, like, Greg and, like, let you spoon-feed the answers. And I won't be like Nick and tell you what the answer is. Oh, Number accident. two is the play. Number two is the play. I'll give you that one. Yes, it is. <laughs> Well, like I said, but for the play, what was the one for the play again? The logline? Yeah. Characters from a beloved comic strip are now degenerate teenagers. Can you guess what the comic strip is? It's a famous one. <laughs> are now degenerate teenagers? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, in the comic, they are fun little kids. Just doing what kids do. Shit, I don't know that much about comics either. Uh, they have an animal companion. Well, they have several. Most of them do, Nick. Yeah, but these are iconic. They've gotten a really good reboot movie within the last six years. It was a very good movie. I really like the style that they did it in, mm -hmm. personally. It was animated. They have lots of TV specials. <laughs> there are pumpkins involved in one of them. George Washington Carver would love them. <laughs> or Carter. What's his last name? Carver. Carver. That's and you can go fuck yourself, Nick. Um, There's also a musical. That's not going to help. I don't even know what that is, brother. It's a pretty famous musical. Is it Peanuts? Not help. Yeah. What? Peanuts. Okay. Is the comic strip. Uh, you guys gave me a gazillion hits, and uh, I finally got There's it. lots of comic strips out there. There's no no blaming you. Wait, what's the play? I've only actually seen. So the second a... one oh, is, yes. uh, it is, dog sees god. Never heard of it. 
it's um it's like a big hit at colleges uh <laughs> it's uh you know it's that sort of edgy black humor drama kind of play about you know these kids are now grown up and they're kind of shitty now okay so charlie brown just walks on stage and goes fuck shit damn it <laughs> i would love that i almost did the edgy simpsons play but dog sees god is a lot more popular how do you make the simpsons edgy oh it's like post-apocalyptic it's called it's mr burns a postmodern play i think oh okay because the simpsons is already pretty edgy as it is they have a lot of yeah. dark humor more than you'd expect yeah because <laughs> i'm homer simp then he gets electrocuted to death Spoilers. Well, well there's the one where, where Homer eats uh, Fugu, and he's like waiting for his death, and he's listening to the Bible on audio tape, <laughs> read by Larry <laughs> King, of course. Okay, so this isn't a comedy. Is it a comedy? The so Simpsons? It's not a play? comedy. Or... Oh, the Simpsons one is. It's based. It's similar to Doxy's God. It's kind of funny. Mostly, it's like absurd. So it's like you're laughing because things are not what they should be. That's like fair. UNESCO. So this is like YouTube poop, but for theater. I, like, I hate the comparison, <laughs> but kind of. <laughs> but it is apt. So the other log lines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the third one. Let me hear the third one again. Former color-coded monster-fighting superheroes meet up as grizzled adults. Okay, so this isn't Watchmen. Uh... <laughs> What was the first one? Animatronics go haywire and start terrorizing their live audience. You know, I'm, I'm just... Honestly, either one of these could be Nick's. That's what's so hard about it. <laughs> but I feel like... Okay. I don't know, there's something... <sighs> yeah, I mean, the animatronics idea, that's an original. Uh, that's a pretty great original idea, Nick. <laughs> and you should definitely write that script. But, but that's if it's an original. Because nothing is coming to mind right now. The one thing that comes to mind is Five Nights at Freddy's for me, but I don't think that's this because it's not close enough. There's the the movie for Five Nights at Freddy is in production, I think. Finally. I was gonna say yeah, that it's hasn't been in come out yet. Hell for about seven years or however Five. long <laughs> that Five Nights at Freddy's has existed. Um, about twenty five years, but it is not Five Nights at Freddy's. It's, I'll give you that cool. for free. Okay, thank you. I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> If it's not Five Nights, Nick, I think I think you should go with number one as the original, because that sounds... If it's not Five Nights, that sounds like it's it. Unless it's... No, nah, I don't want to say another title in case I'm right. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, so I wouldn't know. But I, I would guess number one, personally. It, is, of course, is your decision. It's my decision. Yes. yes. I, I get to choose. Uh, yes. The third <laughs> one sounds too descriptive. I'm not I'm not discrediting your imagination, Nick, but, <laughs> but uh, I love how you give Nick that <laughs> disclaimer yeah. but not me. <laughs> no, he went he went in on you for being too Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> my name's not Nick on this podcast. Hey, simplicity <laughs> simplicity is is beauty and that first one is very simple but it sounds like a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and say that the first one is an original and the third one is is not. That is incorrect. What? Is a real no movie. fucking way. <laughs> Although animatronic, it's oh, weird. Shit. So the movie is the Banana Splits. That's the one I thought it was. I was like, I haven't seen it a though. Movie reboot. 
Oh, which is but. unfortunate because one, in the movie, they're supposed to be animatronics, but the banana splits are people in costumes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's oh. it's it's a pretty good movie. Uh, the third one is. Are you writing a Power Rangers script? Yet? It is a is it a gritty Power Rangers. A uh, script of mine. I've done a lot. I want to of... contest <laughs> <laughs> because there about. is a Power Ranger gritty short film that was on YouTube for There's a long gritty time. Everything at this point. Yes, I've never seen it. This was actually inspired by an idea I saw uh, in a. I think it was in a comic book I read, where it's basically oh, cool. a bunch of high school friends survive a um, like a terrorist attack on their school. And they basically mm-hmm. come back five years later for like a reunion, and it starts off with them all removing like their prosthetic limbs or whatever that they got from the explosion because it was in their classroom. Oh. And so like that was, I was like, that is a really cool idea. I'm taking it. Uh, <laughs> it's mine now. And I was like, what can I do? And I was just thinking about I hadn't written anything in a while, and I was like, it'd be mm-hmm. really cool to bring like. The Power Rangers, you know, after their t- their formative years, were taking up killing endless monsters, and you know there are character deaths in Power Rangers and stuff. So I was like, what if I was like, it's like all of them return except for Blue, who was you know killed by a monster near the end of them, and they're like all trying to deal with that, but maybe one of them has sinister intent. Oh boy, look out! I. <laughs> Rated R. What Fun is it? Fact, this? <laughs> um, I said, uh, you know, when I listed what they were, I listed them in order. So when I said there is a movie, there is a play, and there is an original idea. I fucking, I was like, there's no way Nick's going to Shaun of the Dead us right now. <laughs> that was an accident, but it was perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. man, I wish I would have come up with my own log lines. This is fun. Good time. Come back on the show, brother. You'll have to return in the future. Yeah. I'll have my own, and I'll stump you guys like you stumped me. (laughs) Look forward to it, yeah. Can you guess the theme of my three log lines? The second and the third one has to do with growing up. That's what I was thinking, yeah. But that's not the theme, is it? No, it's not the theme. Okay. doesn't really fit the first one. Yeah. Although, in the movie, there is... There's the kind of a plot line on that, but that's not the one I'm going for. But there is something, it's kind of like growing up, but in more of a thematic sense, or like a meta sense, maybe. In fact, Greg said part of it earlier. What? <laughs> Carver? <laughs> <laughs> it is George Washington Carver. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's all peanut butter. <laughs> so these are all... All three of my log lines have one thing in common in that they are involved with a prior media property. Nostalgia? I'll take nostalgia. Reboots was what I was going for. Or oh, especially gritty reboots. Reboots, uh, yeah. nostalgia. Ad- yeah. I would have taken adaptation and all of that. Hey, go check out the Banana Splits movie. It's really good. And check out the gritty <laughs> Power Rangers uh, short film. When quarantine's over, me and, me and Greg will do it. We'll, we'll, we'll grab some hooligans off the streets that won't know what's going to hit them. Exactly. We'll just throw them in a building. <laughs> it, it's going to take place in the abandoned um, Power yeah. Rangers cave with, like, the broken down Alpha. Oh, neat. Obviously, and Brian Cranston? 
Was he the was he Zordon or whatever in the I believe so. Yeah, That's big blue cool. head boy. Well, I, I don't know if he was it. in the reboot. Was he the or, he wasn't the original. He was the original, yeah. What? Yeah. Fact I'm gonna, yeah. Go, contact go ahead and fact look it up, fact checker. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go contact the fact checker. You <laughs> No, wait, wait, wait. Let me get my head straight. The next topic is M pop, correct? Yes. Oh, you deal with a fact checker. I'm going to introduce Mpop. All right, everybody. You know what time it is. The bread, the butter, as Nicholas likes to call it. Which Nicholas? You'll never know. The bread and butter, Mpop, also known as Pop Cult, which is my preferred title for it. It's basically us just talking about some movie news. I mean, yeah, sometimes we do weird stuff like talking about wrestlers or Subway bread, but... Today, I believe we have one, two, three, four, five trailers that we're going to be looking at, and uh, it's going to be a doozy. Nicholas, have you gotten any news from the fact checker? Should I keep stalling? Uh, yes, you are incorrect. Um, he was he in the, the original voice. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He voiced the Twin Man and what? Snizzard. In the I reboot, no I think he plays Zordon. Oh, yes, okay. he plays Zordon in the reboot. Okay, my bad. I knew he was in the original. I just didn't realize he changed roles from, you know, side guys to uh, <laughs> the big blue boy. Fact Checker's a big fan of Power Rangers. He ran a whole bag of trivia. Did you know the original <laughs> Blue Ranger's last name was Cranston? Based off of... What? Said Cranston in particular. Billy Cranston was the character. Oskrizzix. Yeah. Oskrillix. Snizzard. Interesting. <laughs> What's our Nicholas's? first trailer? I was about to ask. Our first trailer is a teaser, and it is for Clifford the Big Red Dog. Coming out 2021. He's a big boy. All I gotta say, fuck yeah. Fucking fuck love yeah. this. Big old puppy. My first and note. The... <laughs> do you want to hear the logline, or are we just yes. going straight yes. into it? Uh, go okay. Do the logline. Alright, I, I just wanted to make sure. One. You seem so excited. Um, <laughs> a young girl's love for a tiny puppy named Clifford makes the dog grow to an enormous size. What the? Yeah, so, actual plot. Crazy. <laughs> so my first... I didn't know there was a reason that he was big and red. I thought he was just big and red. Um, yeah, apparently no note, one loves their dog as much as she does. My Exactly. Now that's fucked up. Uh, my first <laughs> note is, he's big, he's red, I'm all in. A lot of I've seen a lot of people giving hate because he looks weird. But it's literally just like a dog, and he's red, and he's big. And I don't know what people wanted. Because <laughs> he, he's he's not like a CGI like cartoon animal. He is a big just dog, like a puppy, mm -hmm. scaled up, and then like they dragged red onto him. And like, <laughs> color fill, red. It is... How are you going to redesign a real dog? He, he's, a re he's real. I don't get it. Nick, he looks like... He looks like he's covered in blood. That's what <laughs> that is a good point. I wish they'd mat his fur a little bit on the fringes, just to just to sell that oh, point. Man. It looks like he uh, like ate somebody or something, and he's just rolled around. In the <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he just rolled around in the blood of his victim. And then at the end of the trailer, he like tries to eat you, the viewer. <laughs> he just oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, Dude, it's gonna be like 3D reboot. Of, of <laughs> now I'm interested. I'm double interested. All in. 
Uh, fun fact, the director of this movie, Walt Becker, you may know him as the director of Van Wilder, uh, oh, Road shit. Hogs, Alvin Chipmunk's Road okay. Chip, and the failed okay. TBS series Glory Days, which features, okay. uh, what's that? Who's the, um, he's uh, the, the comedian, the, oh, uh, John Delia. I was like, oh God, which, or he's not, I, don't, I think he's just a creep. Uh, so censor that last bit, will ya? Thank you. Uh, I'll add the symbol hit from last time that did not track. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wait, don't uh, you mean Crystalia? Yeah, Crystalia. Yeah, okay. He played um, the uh, the hippie stoner guy in Glory Days. And I watched it in high school. I was like, man, this is what college is going to be like. A bunch of <laughs> partying and yeah. everyone's having a good time. No, that's not what college is. College is scary. <laughs> so much work. My hands all cramped up. I had like to like <laughs> let it rest for a couple hours because it just wouldn't work. College is theater and suffering. Hey, college used to be not fun. Not necessarily in that order. It's not it fun for be. us. Yeah. Those days are over. <laughs> hey, do you, any of you guys want to guess who uh, Clifford Clifford's voice actor is? <laughs> Wait, is he gonna talk like a people? Uh, he's gonna make he's well he does whatever is worth a voice actor. It might be like Jesus. internal narration. <laughs> it's a guy who's just like barking and shit, and it's like what? Wolf. Uh, I have no idea. Is it Brian Cranston? <laughs> yeah. Is it Bruce it Willis? Is it is David <laughs> Allen Greer. Oh. What a strange choice <laughs> to voice the big red puppy. <laughs> so oh gonna get David God. Allen Greer. Love that guy. But, uh, All right. Also in this cast, John Cleese. Oh. Oh yeah. I mean, I I haven't been too big a fan of his recent stuff, but I mean, he's like a legend. Yeah. Um, Keenan Thompson, the Kiss of Death. I like to call him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keenan and the then, of course, of Thompson. Rosie Perez from one of my favorite movies, Do the Right Thing. Hmm. Tina, she played. So, it's a fun cast. Um, this teaser is not a lot. It's, it's nothing. It's a bunch of dogs looking real cute. It's and kind then of they nothing. Go, and it scrolls up to a big old red dog. Yeah, but they, intru- love they the... introduce him like yeah. he's Godzilla or something. Like, they start on his <laughs> paw, and then it just goes... <laughs> I can't wait for Godzilla versus Kong versus Kong <laughs> coming to streaming services soon. Oh my god. I love I that they made all the dogs look up towards Clifford mm-hmm. like, guess what? He's gonna be big. You'll, ne- you'll never guess what's what's up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fun fact, they actually found the world's only green dog so it'd be easier to put red on, on him. Wow, that's interesting. That is, yeah, right? Thank you, fact checker. (laughs) He's just green instead. Yeah, it wasn't good enough. Clifford the Big Green Dog didn't track. (laughs) I was just going to say, that that tracks. He's not actually green. They just forgot to give him a shower. (laughs) For a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, Oh, poor baby. Now I feel bad. Let's call Animal Rights. Why people see this movie? What? Colorblind people can see any movie. No, I'm I'm not saying like they're like they're like, hey, you colorblind, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not exactly. saying that. I'm saying is he just a big gray dog, <laughs> or have they fixed that with movies somehow? I, I don't think know. It depends I'm not... on the kind of colorblind that you are, right? Well, yeah. I'm talking about one that refers to red. Well, you didn't say that. <laughs> well, I'd be like, oh, the I blue colorblind it. I'm people. Just, I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Nick. What a good question. Moving on to our next trailer. <laughs> Baby Dunn. Wannabe adventurer Zoe freaks out when she falls pregnant to her longtime boyfriend, Tim. As Tim embraces the prospect of fatherhood, Zoe attempts to rush through her dreams. I really like this trailer, actually. I saw it and I thought, you know what, it's not going to be as good as Juno, but I do like that we're getting another movie about a pregnancy. And honestly, seeing a lot of people that are like having kids right now or, you know, don't necessarily want kids or aren't ready for kids but are trying to embrace it uh it's refreshing seeing a movie where someone the mother specifically is very much not embracing it she's going out she's bungee jumping in one scene or she's about to and she pushes her boyfriend off the cliff which is that's a real funny it it made me laugh i don't know i like that (laughs) and also like when she goes to the baby shower in the opening and she's like trying to show up all the other women even though she doesn't want to have a baby i don't I don't know, I got some good vibes from this. Uh, I think it's going to be a nice little growing up story. And it's not like, you know, she's going to abandon the baby or abort it or anything. Like, she's going to have the baby. It just... Yeah, right? (laughs) She's like, I'm ready. And then she gets it aborted. And then she looks at the camera and says, baby, done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I'm... (laughs) Also, um... (laughs) It's a horror movie for uh, evangelicals. <laughs> I, li- I like the concept of horror movies, but only if you're in this specific bracket. Everyone else thinks it's perfectly normal. They're like, oh my fuck. I assume that's like Jurassic <laughs> Rosemary's Park baby. with like the, the dinosaur deniers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I mean, they need yeah. feathers. Um, Agree. Nick, you basically just described yeah. Get Out. You know what? <laughs> you're exactly correct. I, uh, so many people were like, this isn't a horror movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> They're like, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Nine on one? Yeah. Um, so this is, is produced by Taika Waititi. Uh, and this is pretty much all New Zealand actors, which I think is really cool. I hope this gets, yeah. you know, bigger play because a lot of, foreign made movies typically kind of falter out when it gets to america and it sucks mm-hmm. fun fact the lead the male lead matthew lewis uh he was actually in harry potter he is neville longbottom in all of them or just some in of all them? of them because the thing is, because neville longbottom in the first two movies is like this dumpy little like puffy face dweeb and they had to like do makeup because as he grew up he got hotter than everyone else mm-hmm. like oh he he outgrew everyone they're like fuck he's the uh, we gotta make him you know then like <laughs> rupert grint is like no offense he's just like goblined up as the movies went on danny rad still looks about the same yeah i love how short danny rads is makes me feel good like i could beat him up <laughs> i'm just kidding Wait, how tall i'd is love he? to see him and tom cruise fighting how tall is daniel rochelis God, what is he like five six? Oh, he's short a fact checker fact check <laughs> um but yeah uh i didn't really vibe with the beginning comedy of this trailer too much uh but once it kept going i kind of it's like a movie you've it's kind of like eagle versus shark where you kind of have to get into the mood of the movie which is kind of what taika waititi movies even though he's not directing this 
like hunt for the wilder people is also kind of like that like it doesn't really start very funny until you're you're mm. on you're you're at the same pace or or jojo rabbit and it just kind of stays not funny <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Danny Rads, 5'5". Five, five. Thank you, fact checker. Ooh, that's even shorter than I thought. Yeah. Is he shorter than Elijah Wood? Fact checker! I feel like Elijah Wood is actually <laughs> taller than we think. I think so as well. And they just had to, like, really make, uh... Uh, 5'6". Oh, Thank there you, we checker. go. Ooh. They just had to make Ian really tall. <laughs> From the trailer, and this, you know, these are all just trailers. We haven't seen the movies. Of course. Uh, of course. Um, the the lead actress Rose something I didn't write her last name. She cry talks for about ninety percent of the trailer, and I was a little like it's not unrealistic because that's you know I've known pregnant people and they they kind of always have that little cry tremble treble in their voice near the end of it. Um, but it Rose was a little Yes, yes, yes. It was a little great name at the end of it. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, when I was watching the trailer, uh, when it started, I was like, oh, I would never watch this. This is not my type of movie. <laughs> but it's weird because it's it seems like one of those movies where, like, and I, I felt this during the trailer, like, the longer it went on, the more I found myself invested in, like, the characters and the outcome. Yes. And I was like, okay, I would probably put this on if I was, like, bored out of my mind. There was, like, nothing else to watch. <laughs> and I would probably, I would get invested. I would get emotionally invested. So, I 100% agree. I have that same note written down. Uh, I was like the beginning with the baby shower scene, and it's just like I was like, oh, these characters don't seem like I like them very much. <laughs> and then it's like you know, and then especially like once they had the button where she, uh, where he's like he can't cr- he if he sees her cry he starts crying and I was, was like okay so I'm really into the all right I I, I understand this dynamic now oh boy and that's that's when I was like 100% on this is not a movie I'm gonna rush out to see because lockdown um but <laughs> yeah, I will theater. eventually probably watch it fun fact yep. uh the director of this movie you may have seen him in the horror comedy Christmas hit Krampus uh, <gasps> he was the delivery guy in the very beginning who delivers the you know the cheese platter and the, you look hmm. beside and there's the big sack of presents Nick it's pronounced Krampus it's Krampus fucking gotcha with March, March <laughs> I, uh, I'm German I would know oh that's true there we go Miza. next trailer unless Nick was about to say something no Little Fish. Fuck, I was trying to cut you off. I'll edit it so I cut you off. Little Fish. (laughs) A couple fights to hold their relationship together as a memory loss virus spreads and threatens to erase the history of their love and courtship. Whew! Weird people to Big Fish. It's it's... (laughs) totally very different. No Ewan McGregor. I feel like they really lost out. <laughs> yeah. All right. They couldn't afford him. For the... <laughs> right. we've, we've done it. Little Fish, go on, Greg. I was just going to say, uh, it sounds way stupider uh, when you read the log line. Uh, I actually kind of like this trailer when I saw it. I thought, you know what? It's kind of it's kind of like, uh, what what's that movie with Channing Tatum where his wife or girlfriend loses her memory? It's based on a true story. The Notebook? Uh, the, the Vow, I think. The it's, it's something every like book by that guy. He, does, he writes the same book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's a millionaire because of it. 
fucking get your money. And it, it reminded me a bit of that one, but this one obviously is, you know, a little more uh, disease-ridden. And I, I kept getting the sense that, like, are you guys, like... Is, and again, it's probably just a sign of the times, but I kept getting the sense that, like, they're kind of cashing in on Corona, and that's probably not true. And they don't talk about, you know, like, we're on lockdown or anything like that. It's just, like, you get it, and you're fucked. Or you don't get it, and you're fine. And, I don't know, it's that kind of bugged me, like, a little Songbird, bit. Songbird, It's so much more tasteful. I can actually taste this. <laughs> uh, did they yeah, make it I... during coronavirus, or...? I feel uh, like this, this one, one probably was not. No, just, I wouldn't say so. It's because just... these movies about like pandemics and plagues are like happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Paul Tremblay, my favorite, one of my favorite horror novelists, came out with a, a book about this new super breed of rabies that has been taking over. Came out two months before uh, the coronavirus thing. Brilliant timing. Good on him. I hope he sold many copies. It's a good book. But uh. Overall, uh, I don't know. I thought the movie looked alright. I was kind of like, there's some scenes that got me. There were some that I was like, that's a little weird. Like when they talk about how they have to drill into his mouth, into his skull. And I was like, and then right after they show like a homeless dude and he's got a mask on, but blood is leaking out. I'm like, ew. Um, that is pretty. Trepidation. It's super I weird. Like representation, I wish they actually said trepanation. Did the? I don't think they do. No, they, they they're do like not. oral cranial relief or some shit. And I was like, just call it trepanation. That would have been so much cooler. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I I think this movie's gonna be all right. I'm not crazy looking forward to it. Uh, nor will I rush out to see it. But it is a movie <laughs> that's happening, and the trailer was okay. What do you guys think about it? Uh, well, I love Jack O'Connell, so there's that. <laughs> uh, I think he's an amazing actor. Um, as for the trailer itself, uh, it looked intriguing, um, but I was like, I was very confused because it feels like it feels like it's like three different movies like into one. Yes, I have that. <laughs> like, because the first twenty seconds of the trailer is like, oh, this is a pandemic thriller this is like contagion or something and they make it seem like that with the car crashing and everything and like you know the 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 plane right above them saying it like the pilot lost forgot how to fly the the plane yeah 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 like contagion but like on steroids Mm -hmm. and then like the happening yeah and then it transitions into like a it transitions into like eternal sunshine it's like also have that it's it's what it was Go on. Oh, that was pretty much it. Like, that's... Yeah. That's what I got. So, I, I have basically all of that. Um, this is, like, a very dramatic 51st Dates with Adam Sandler. Uh, near the end of it. Because it's, like, he's, like... he's got And he's got, like, these weird memento tattoos on each other's bodies to remember who they are. And it just feels like it's a mishmash of, like, all these ideas from, like, eight different movies. Because in the beginning... <laughs> It is like a pandemic, like thriller. It feels like, because it <laughs> yes. even does like the Christopher Nolan like, like under the score, and I'm like, whoa, what is, you know, people losing their memory or like maybe they're going crazy, and it's like, no, we're just gonna be two people in love. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a unique one. It's a, uh, um, it's Fifty First Dates, but without the jokes. 
So not yeah. a good movie. <laughs> so not a good. There's no spam or Reese's peanut butter cups in this movie. Um, peanut butter cups. No, uh, Rob Schneider. <laughs> if I saw Speaking Rob Schneider of, in this trailer, that would have pumped it up to like an eleven. The ending for me. of Fifty First Dates probably the scariest thing I can think of. Imagine waking up. Spoilers for everyone who has not seen the (laughs) pinnacle of comedy Fifty First Dates. On a boat with a family you don't know, pregnant, (laughs) with like a VHS that says read me or or, watch me. It's like it's like Saw. (laughs) Now that's a good now that's a great reboot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like she's kidnapped, Um, like Stockholm syndrome or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. Little fish, it it feels like you know, there's a, a clear connection to the tone of like Eternal Sunshine, but it just doesn't seem like it'll come close to matching all the things that little like Eternal Sunshine is a movie that requires every moving piece to work, and this doesn't mm-hmm. seem like this movie is near that level, and so I don't think this is going to be anything more than like watchable, <laughs> which sucks because I I actually like the acting in this movie a lot. Or the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, with Eternal Sunshine, it takes the macro and puts it in context of the micro. It seems like all these huge things are happening, but it's literally in his head as they go in and delete the memories. This is, like, the reverse. It's taking the micro and focusing on that. But after it shows you the macro, which is planes crashing in the sky <laughs> and fucking cars just crashing into each other on the street, which is... Bird box. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that was Little Fish. Thanks you all. Thanks you all for uh, playing. <clears throat> Moving on to our next trailer, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two siblings and three of their friends, en route to visit their grandfather's grave in Texas, end up falling victim to a family of cannibalistic psychopaths, and must survive the terrors of Leatherface and his family. What do you guys think about this trailer? So I did some research on this trailer, uh, mm-hmm. and it says it's directed by this guy named Toby Hooper or Tobe Tobe Hooper. Um, it's like T O B E. It's interesting. Um, I think he's the brother of Tom Hooper, who is the the, the director of Cats. is is his most recent project, <laughs> and I'm kind of interested because this seems very tonally different from Cats, but aesthetically similar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, pretty accurate so far. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of daytime horror, and not all of this movie is at day, but it seems like a lot of it is. Like, you know, there's that beautiful, like, sunset in the background, and that's pretty cool. I wish more yeah. movies would do that. Love the colors. Yeah. A lot uh, of different colors in this trailer you when you go often. inside the house, when you're outside the house. It's almost like different worlds, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love me some color. You know that. That's true. This is, uh... Yeah, I like daytime horror, too. Uh, did you guys see Midsummer? No, yeah. I, I wasn't allowed to watch that one. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I really like Midsummer. Uh, I like Hereditary better personally, but Midsummer's great. Oh, me too. Yeah, I, I loved Hereditary. Midsummer, yeah, not as not as great as Hereditary, um, but pretty good, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I am a huge fan of daytime horror, and judging from this trailer, it looks like most of the movie takes place during the day. So, do you think it'll be as good as Midsummer? Like, I don't know. The bar's kind of high right now. 
Or tremors. Oh, don't even uh, bring tremors into this conversation. You know I love you. I love me some tremors. You can't stop talking about tremors. I fucking love big worms. <laughs> hey, the hills have eyes. Another daytime hey. horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like Wrong Turn One was in the daytime as well. And they, this movie kind of feels kind of no offense. It feels kind of derivative of the Wrong Turn. A little series. bit. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that series you know the whole... i think but i think where this one kind of will succeed is that it, it turns the grunge up just a bit you know like it's yeah. it, with the film aesthetic that it's going for and just everything about it seems like it's going to make you feel gross while you watch it yeah especially those opening scenes Ugh. it's got it's got great cinematography too i mean every shot of it looks excellent like that shot oh yes what follows that girl where it's like underneath her like she she it looks like she gets up from like mm. a Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, what does she say? She's, like, I, on a swing or something, and she gets up, and, like, the camera is following her, like, underneath. I don't know. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Very unique. Yeah. I I will say, like, a, a gripe that I had, because I think we all agree this is a pretty good trailer, but I, I a gripe I had about this trailer, I'm pretty sure it showed us the ending. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm, I, let's, I would put too. money on it. I couldn't that, determine like, what scene was the ending, but I feel like, yeah. like there was a couple scenes that could have been it. Yeah, which, I mean, definitely. I guess in a way means they didn't show it per se. I don't know. You know, if this, if I, this I movie, feel like I could pick it out. If this movie follows the horror movie trope of having the final girl, you know, like a <clears> lot of horror movies do, they <clears> have <throat> the final girl. I think that girl at the end laughing, like as as they're like driving off i feel like she's the final girl character that's what i was gonna yeah because i was thinking she was that she was the leather face and like because that because it was like a really (laughs) maniacal laughter (laughs) that i was kind of not expecting with like the bug eyes i was if they do that if they pull a little skidoo i'm gonna oof no i'll give you one dollar no nick (laughs) the guy with the leather face is leather face that makes sense. Yeah, the guy that. with the. I was yeah. There was a guy with the a leather guy face who had like the little. Like, he had like silly lips or whatever. Uh, I kept. He was at the other because we're talking oh. about the table scene at dinner, right? With silly lips, yeah. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at that. I was looking at the other end, so I was kind of focused on that guy. Speaking of of that guy, I'm gonna bring up a different guy. Yo, that wheelchair guy. <laughs> he's pretty hilarious. Uh, pretty... I was just gonna say I don't know if the, like you know representation wise if he's actually wheelchair bound, but it would be really cool if he was. I think that'd be yeah. great, especially like, with like you know Run just coming out. Run exactly. Yeah. It'd be More pretty cool if they had that that level of representation in the movie. You know. Hell so. yes. And and the family doesn't seem like they're they're. Um, it seems like maybe Leatherface has like some kind of like. Uh, maybe personality disorder or something like Ooh. so multiple levels of representation yeah yeah i mean finally I... some wholesome horror movies i've kind of <laughs> with the focus on like no offense i think the conjuring series a lot of their spin-offs have kind of ruined the formula a bit for like the big horror movies because yeah, like the fair. original conjuring is all about you know your bonds and keeping that str- uh, strong same with like insidious uh mm-hmm. and i kind of but then you have like stuff like Hereditary, which is very not wholesome. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of like this return to form, one would say. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Hereditary and is unwholesome. And the best. Moving on to our next trailer <laughs> and the last trailer. Upcoming movies. The Last House on the Left. 
Two teenage girls heading to a rock concert for one's birthday try to score marijuana in the city where they are kidnapped and brutalized by a gang of psychotic convicts. I'm just gonna say real quick before you guys jump in, uh, that gives me a lot more than I think the trailer did. Again, the, yeah. this trailer very gritty and uh, it makes you feel bad when you watch it, but I, I didn't fully get that there was like a gang, that there's brutalization. I thought it was gonna be like a pretty simple home invasion type thing, yeah. but it does seem like there's gonna be more uh, beyond the surface of this. What'd you guys think about the trailer? Uh, there's no rock concert too in it, right? There's no yeah, mention of that. No, I don't think so. Go on. I, I remember they say like a birthday party or something, but not uh, not a concert. Is it is it marijuana legal in every state? Not it all of is? them. Oh, oh yeah. But right. I think in the movie, I think in like the area where they're filmed this, I think it is illegal. So I don't know how they got away with that one. Again, very unwholesome. Uh, very unlike Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this one is going to have drug use. Agreed. Which, as we all know, illegal in some states. Yeah. Should be all of them. <laughs> <laughs> what state just legalized using anything? Oregon decriminalized it. Oh, right, right. So you can have, like, a small amount of whatever on you. Don't walk around Oregon with, like, a brick of Coke, but... <laughs> yeah. You walk around Oregon with a brick. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it is. But back to the last house on the left. I it, Reading the synopsis, the logline, if you will, I kind of get the bad feeling that this movie's going to be a little more sexual in nature than, uh, than I would prefer. I'm not, I have nothing against sex in movies, of course, especially if it serves a very, uh, a poignant theme. <laughs> or if it's hot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or if it's done really tastefully, like in Looper, when they just kind of fade to black and, and then they smoke drugs. Aww. Or cigarettes, rather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought this movie was gonna be nice and grunge, and I was kind of looking forward to it, but then... Reading that, I'm I'm a little nervous. I don't know how you guys feel about sexuality in movies. Uh, well, I like sex. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and I like movies. So, uh... There we go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it depends on... It depends on the sex, of course, you know? Uh, this looks yes. like a horror movie. Um, so... Ahuga! I think they get raped. Uh, what did you think of the trailer, Man. Nick? I had some mixed feelings on it. Uh, so I was watching it, and, and there's a scene where a kid's blowing a balloon, and the guy pops it, and I laugh real hard. So I was <laughs> under the impression this was going to be a, like a horror comedy, uh, and I kept waiting for like another joke to pop up, and instead there was just like a zoom in on a guy's chest. And I did laugh at that, but I don't think that was the intention. That's fair. Yeah, I wasn't really too scared of this trailer. And this is, I think, a horror movie. Um, I, the only thing that gave me that clue was there's near the end where they have like, you know, they have like this throwback, like a narrator kind of like giving us this, mm -hmm. the, this, the plot-ish. Um, no mention of a horror, of a, of, a, of a rock concert at all. So that was a little no. disconcerting. But he was like, oh, something, something. If you're too scared, don't worry. Just repeat this. It's only a movie. I did it's like only that. A movie. And he just repeats it like five times. And it's like, that was kind of building some stuff up. So if mm -hmm. they have him talking over the movie, I think I'd be super into it. <laughs> yeah. Like over the entire movie, a narrator? Yeah. Like a trailer yeah, narrator? Yeah, like, uh, like, 
you know, like a dude in like a bay like a or something. Ray Liotta and like, Goodfellas. Yeah, like Goodfellas. Like, uh, like I always want to move the live teams. When they show the last house on the left, he'll just say, that's the last house on the left. <laughs> yeah, there will be no confusion in this movie. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate None that whatsoever. I hate ambiguity. <laughs> yeah, so every time you see the house, he just says, that's the last house on the left. And then every time, and then every yeah, too. I think and there's little like a stencil, (laughs) American flag, and then there's that. Actually, you know what's fun? This is actually a remake. Do you guys know that? Really? Yeah, it's a remake of this movie directed by Dennis Iliadis. This one came out in 2009, and it's pretty good. I've seen this one, so I was like, but it's such a different movie than this one. So I didn't really connect the comparisons besides like you know the very specific name. Cause you're like, yep, mm-hmm. that's the last house on the left. Like, I can tell that one. <laughs> I actually read, I read differently, Nick. Uh, huh? I read that this movie is a remake of an Ingmar Bergman film. Whoa, I did not, Ooh. I don't even know who Ingmar Bergman is. Can you, can you give me some more information on that? Uh, he's, he's Swedish and he directed this movie called The Virgin Spring. Sounds sexy. That's a much better title. It has rape in it, Nick. Uh, but anyways, um... Yeah, it's called The Virgin Spring, and, uh, yeah, this is supposed to be, like, a remake. Not, like, a, like, a exact remake, but it takes a lot from that movie. That's interesting. I'm confused. Why is this movie not called The Virgin Spring, then? I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe not to scare off American audiences, you know? That's true. And I like Greg's idea, an illegal adaptation. Mm. Got to throw people off, so they made it so different from the original that you couldn't <laughs> connect it. That's smart. that's that's this how West Nick's Craven getting away with his Power Rangers thing. Oh, speaking of the director Wes Craven, uh, he's an actor. Mm. Uh, I saw him in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. He apparently played someone named Wes Craven, probably after himself, which <laughs> kind of gives me bad vibes because like. Imagine how full of yourself you gotta be to I play was gonna a character say, yeah. named after yourself. Yeah, yeah, man. Especially when no one even knows who you are, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Bad it's taste, like, oh, honestly. It's like if coming new, uh, the newest Marvel Avenger, Greg Bolanos. Like, <laughs> man, that would be the fucking worst. <laughs> I'd never watch that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this trailer's not bad, actually. I mean, uh, I'd probably watch it, but... There's this weird guy at the end. He's like, he's like got a little bit of blood on him. Does not look like a very fun person. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't know what his deal is, but he was very scary. I he's think probably they villain. said he was a doctor. doctor. So if he's Ooh, like, was, if he's doing like illegal surgeries, if he's like stealing virginities or something and selling them on the black market, at the spring. this movie could be elevated. Exactly, Virgin Spring. Yeah. And he does his surgeries on like a mattress that's really springy. I'm speculating, of course, but. That could really this elevate this movie. Podcast. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, he's, he's all the way over exactly. in Sweden, so, you know, he probably won't listen to Oh, that's to true. Yeah. We, we don't Perfect. have much of a Swedish audience. No, Russian uh, <laughs> and three or four other uh, countries. <laughs> almost said states. Oops. Yeah. Well, I really dug the trailer. I think it looks like it's going to be a great movie. Um, um, yeah, so... It's only a movie, you know? That's true. There oh, you I go. like that. Hell yeah. It's in your back. head, man. That's how it's a good trailer. That's how you know it's a great trailer. It gets in your head. Yeah. And then you have to ask yourself, <laughs> wait, is it really a- only a movie? Or 
you know. Oh, what a twist. It's like, you know how some horror movies, like Annabelle, they're like, this is inspired by, a, like, real events. And you're like, no, mm -hmm. it's not. What if this one's like, <laughs> this is a fake-ass movie? And then you're like, what if it isn't? Oh, I like, it's playing on ex uh, subverting expectations. I like that. Yeah. Wait, but if it's... But if it's a real movie that they're saying is fake, does that mean Wes Craven, who wrote the screenplay, was somehow involved? Do we need to... Should we, like, call the cops or something? I'm, I would say this is very crazy. I'm a little... Guys, did we just... Like, what's that... What's that podcast that they actually solved, like, a cold case or something? And they got, like, um, really big? Maybe this is our cold case, guys. Ooh, I love guys, that. did we just watch the trailer like for... Thousand Bears. Did we just watch the trailer for a snuff film? Good. Whoa, I didn't Wouldn't even... be the first time. Did we, wait, did we see someone die on, like, like, maybe they do in the movie, but we didn't see anything on the trailer, right? We can't be held responsible, right? Uh, if you see something, you gotta say something. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm a mandated reporter, so I have to. Hey, it's only a movie. Yes. You can't shake that defense. Who? Not at all. Nicholas, do you want to take us to our final game of the night? Yes, I would. We are going to hop into the midst of a very fun, sort of like a, a you know, imagination stretching game. This is horror into a housewife. I repeat, Ew. horror. Horror roar into a housewife. Horror? <laughs> her, 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 into a housewife. Uh, hop uh, this is where we take famous, iconic horror movie characters, presumably villains, but that depends on your perspective, and we switch them into a movie that genre doesn't really <laughs> represent that so famously the first one we used was the girl from the ring i believe that is sadako into you've got mail the the tom hanks yes classic yes let's say tom <laughs> goodman combining my two actors and also a predator into heathers as oh, yeah. jd predators predator <laughs> Nice. Oh, don't boy. mind, I would like to start this game out. But before we are, uh, our guest today, Nicholas Misa, does have uh, an inclusion to our horror iconography canon. Uh, and we'll get to his when we do. But we're going to start off with me because <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the first name on the playbill. <clears throat> there we go. Take it away, Nicholas. Nicholas. So, one of the, the most influential horror movies of all time. We're going to talk about a little Jaws with its <laughs> famous main character the shark Jaws also known as Bruce a lot of people call him I thought it was Jaws I looked it up apparently it's Bruce okay that's not as scary I like <laughs> Jaws better but we'll mm -hmm. go with it and we're gonna switch him over into Free Willy a family <laughs> favorite uh, a classic some may say a real tearjerker that becomes an action series, much like all great movies mm -hmm. uh, in the sequels, mm -hmm. like Jarhead. Um, yep. So this is basically going to cut a lot of the runtime out of this movie, um, because <laughs> while killer whales are not defenseless, like they are angry critters, uh, I think if we're going to use the oh, super aggro Bruce, 
who is a great white shark, but is actually based off of a tiger shark, a much more aggressive species. Uh, I think they're gonna like, oh, we got one, and then Jaws is gonna wriggle out and just start eating fools. And then the main character, little boy, I, for- I looked up his name, forgot it already. But he's gonna <laughs> be like, Willie! And then Bruce is gonna go, uh huh! And do like a, a, a cartoonish <laughs> turn into the into the camera and give him a little wink before he starts swimming away. Aww. So it's, it'll uh... be, it's a, a lot shorter of a movie because Free Willy, I think, was kind of pushing it. There's only so much whale I can watch. They're kind of not the most exciting animals. <laughs> but you're telling me 23 minutes a shark? Fuck yeah. Sign me up for that shark night. That's you know, with the shark time. winking at the end, isn't that the ending to Freddy vs. Jason? Where Freddy it winks at the camera? Is. It absolutely is. We can do Freddy vs. Jason vs. Jaws, which would be an extremely fun movie. Uh, <laughs> I like to imagine when he winks, he does the shark sideways blink. Blink. <laughs> and then he swims away. Fun fact. To find Freddy and Jason. Are also sideways. What? Yeah. They go whoop whoop. Which is a sideways gesture. Audio only podcast. You guys didn't see that. Uh, <laughs> it's basically like a coin slot in a piggy bank. <laughs> oh my god! I would I would definitely uh. watch this movie, but it is a short film, and I typically don't. Yes. I typically don't pay full admission for short films, but uh, I will for this one. That is a glowing uh, approval praise, one would say, uh, and I'm really I'm, I'm gonna, really grateful. I'll wait till Greg. it's on YouTube. <laughs> Would you like to take the next uh, ideation of our Why, creation? Yes, I would. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on revealing my horror for a bit, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about the film he's going into, *Nymphomaniac*. So *Nymphomaniac* is. I don't know if you guys have seen the first Nymphomaniac. I thought it was very good. I thought it was a very interesting uh, depiction of sexuality and the different kinds and really growing as a person as you experience these things. And I mean, yeah, they they get into some really dark stuff. She does rape a guy uh, on the train. Uh, Sexual assault warning. I I really enjoyed the first one, uh, especially the sequence when it goes all black and white because her dad's dying and she's like depressed, uh, so she fucks to not be sad. It's it's a really interesting film, the first one. The second one, which is where I'm going to be inserting my uh, my horror, not as interesting to me. It's it, and of course spoilers for Nymphomaniac Volume One and Two, but. In the second one, they explore the other, uh, you know, values of sexuality, which include, uh, uh, again, spoilers, incest, and uh, what's the other? Uh, Pedophilia. Right, right. So I thought, you know what? We need to pump this baby up. We need to make it less of a gangster film because it makes it has a really weird turn into like a gangster film when it goes into the incest. I don't know if you've seen it, Nick, Uh, (laughs) or Nick, but no. <laughs> I think if we change it up just a bit, and we have her find a little, a little, a little toy box, a puzzle box, where she can enter a dimension of pleasure via our horror, Pinhead. I think he might meet his match. I think we might change the final Ooh. Nymphomaniac from a weird like 
gangster pedophile incest movie into a movie about actual love and sex. Because when Pinhead meets this hoe, trust me, there's sparks are gonna fly. She's already into masochism in the first one. It gets really bloody and kind of gruesome, hard to watch. But boy, once she meets her mans and he starts ripping her apart left and right, limb from limb, and he sees her asking for more, I think they're gonna have some sparks flying. We're gonna have a real rom-com on our hands, and Nymphomaniac Volume 2 will go down in history as one of the best rom-coms following a uh, meditative introspection of sexuality to have ever existed. One question. You're leaving Volume 1 untouched, correct? Yes, I just need it for background so you know. (laughs) I really like Volume 1. Yes. Volume 2 is the one that's completely changed by the appearance of Pinhead. And gets pretty kooky. How do you you guys feel about that? That's pretty ballsy to include a horror icon in the second installment of your movie. (laughs) Oh yeah. The the, the movies that get less views. (laughs) The the direct sequels. (laughs) That's why it's going to be like a hidden gem. No one's going to see it coming. When I make movies, I think I want this to be a hidden gem. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you don't want people to know that it's bad, like this actual sequel. Okay. No offense if you guys love the sequel, I just thought it took a really weird turn, and I think Pinhead can make the turn so weird, it goes 360 into being great. Yeah. I've I've seen uh, Nymphomaniac, both Volume 1 and Volume 2, and I 100% agree with that analysis. Oh, thank you. Uh, volume yeah. 2 is weird. Um, volume 1 is just so good. And it's just such a well-paced, exciting, funny, dark movie. (laughs) And then Volume Two is kind of like, oh, okay, this is this is odd. Like it it involves a lot of like (laughs) crime stuff, and like like you said, it turns into a gangster movie. Um, Yeah. And it's not as exciting and as fast-paced as the first volume. So I do think that Pinhead, of all people, could make it (laughs) a better movie. Absolutely. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, of course. Nick, you haven't seen either, have you? I have not seen either. I've seen a good Oof. amount of. Long you got to see the first stuff, one. But these ones are the Nymphomania <laughs> ones have eluded me. Dude, you got to see the first one. It's great, and you got to see the second one just because. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you get to see Shia LaBeouf's cock. Yeah. Okay, you've got my attention. What is it? Three <laughs> in the pussy, five in the ass. Uh, I'm sorry, Virgin listeners. Cover your ears. <laughs> that probably have headphones on. <laughs> you just amplified the volume. Greg, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to be run out of our studio. Oh, my God. So that was mine. I heard Nick's and Nick. <laughs> Miza. Mm-hmm. What do you got for us today? The, before we go, we established that we were going to call each other different things <laughs> to make that not confusing. And as soon as we started, all of them uh, out the window. Flew out the window. Thanks to Mr. Baloney's <laughs> Greg. That's Bologna. what they call me, chaos walking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. Take it uh, away, Mr. Mice. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I... When it comes to the horror part, uh, I knew who I wanted right away. Like there was no question. This is this is the person I wanted to put into a different movie. As for the movie, I found myself split between two options, uh, but now I'm just settling on one. Um, 
Jack Torrance, uh, The Shining, very iconic Mr. horror Daddy's. movie character. Uh, Jack Torrance, as in Jack Nicholson. I just want to make that clear because it's important. Oh yes. Oh yes, not not the TV version. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, not the uh, yeah, not the TV, not the Stephen <laughs> King uh, book. Jack Torrance, uh, Jack Nicholson, Jack Torrance. Not the uh, not the mannequin they got for Doctor Sleep. I don't know if you guys saw that movie. <laughs> I have not yet. I, I I've, heard very, I've heard conflicting oh. reports. <laughs> not that not that asshole. Uh, <laughs> but Jack Nicholson, Jack Torrance, uh, and I am going to put him in the movie, the uh, hit 1999 uh, classic comedy Office Space. Ooh. Ooh, I like that already. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna replace Ron Livingston altogether. He's not in the movie anymore. <laughs> so Hell yeah. Yeah, there's no Ron Livingston. It is now just Jack Nicholson, uh, Jack Torrance, and uh, he's still a writer. Uh, he still has Wendy and Danny. Uh, but there's a problem. Um, his his books are not making him any money uh he's not making any money as a writer so now he has to get he has to get a, an actual job to support his family uh so he decides to work at uh what <laughs> god what's the company called in office space uh fact check in a tech or something like that where they prepare like data reports or something like that oh you were right in a tech in a tech thank yeah, you fact there checker. you go uh, so now he works full time at Inatech. He has a nine to five, uh, Monday through Friday, and he works at Inatech. And he hates his job. <laughs> absolutely hates his job. Uh, hates everyone he works with. It's driving him absolutely insane. Uh, to cope, when he's not working, uh, he, he drinks a little bit. You know, has a little bit of a drink. Yeah, he has a little bit of a drinking problem. And uh, when he drinks, you know, he gets a little, he gets a little nutty, you know, <laughs> gets a little, a uh, little hostile. Uh, <laughs> to, to put it mildly. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie, here's the thing about this movie. Uh, it's still a comedy. All the comedic bits are still in there. Um, the boss, you know, like all the side characters, the guy who's obsessed with a stapler, the mumbling guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. From Space Jam. They're all still in the movie, uh, except they all have to contend with Jack, and Jack is, uh, he's a, he's a boiling pot, and, uh, near the end of the movie, uh, he gets an idea to, uh, he gets an idea to rob the place, uh, but what ends up happening is he thinks he's hatching a plan to rob the place, but he's actually imagining it in his head the entire time. It's very creepy. Yeah. Oh, strong move. That's the movie. <laughs> oh, there's no payoff. It's just <laughs> there's no payoff. Oh, oh, you guys want the you guys want the whole you guys want the third act? I, I mean, mean, if you want to give it to like us. It seemed like you were going to tell us the third act. <laughs> I kind of like being blueballed in this case. <laughs> it feels more so poignant. I feel like I oh, built man. this up so much that anything that I say will just be a letdown because of how great this build up <laughs> was. Then I think we're fine with leaving the, what, the third is it act a, out. Is it a fax Greg's machine that they beat up? Uh, is he's it not, a fax he, machine or a printer? It's a, I believe it's a fax machine that they mm -hmm. beat up in the real I, movie. 
I hope he comes in with an axe and <laughs> he just taps <laughs> the fax machine up. Yeah. Destroy. Yes. <laughs> and they're all like, whoa. But they still join in anyways because they're friends. Yeah, they're best buds. But like I said, he imagines all this. So uh, that's the twist. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's my movie. Uh, would you guys go see it? I would definitely. I would it. see that in, in theaters. And I wouldn't even complain about the ending. I'd be like, you know what? Something brilliant is here. <laughs> and maybe I don't understand it the first viewing. So I'm going to have to see it again. <laughs> well, oh, man. You're I, making okay. box off his bank. Yeah, the ending is uh, he dies in the end. Shit. <laughs> well, maybe I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is clocking out. I don't like when people die in my movies. Yeah. Well, I was going to have it either he dies or he just becomes a construction worker and then everything just <laughs> works out. So. Then it you know, I very slowly transitions to Goodwill Hunting. Get a, all the alternate ending and the special features. Love those. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can do both. Yeah. And studios won't be mad at you. There you, you go. Do a commentary like a Fincher when he's complaining about... <laughs> Uh, in Gone Girl, what's his name? Ben. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, not wanting to wear the other sport team hat, <laughs> and I he just keeps bringing it up. Track. He just dumps oh, on Affleck man. the entire time. It's Constant. Not professional. Very funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would. You know what? I think your movie has even more watchability because then they could screen like with director's commentary, and it's just like, oh shit, it's like a whole new experience. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, great addition! Thank you, yeah. Mister Miza. That is oh, very, yeah, happy very Nick. good round. I'm so happy right now. Um, very good <laughs> round of whole roar into a housewife. Don't want Hell to trigger any yes. censors, so we don't swear Ooh. on this show. I've been swearing nonstop. You are I a have... liar. <laughs> 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 this it brings us to our final segment. A little thing we like to call end notes. End notes. We in the end notes. It's the motherfucking end notes. Chip it a boop bop. <laughs> Ow. This is the part of the show where we <laughs> like to take a little something we've seen, <laughs> we've consumed, we've appreciated over this last couple weeks. Uh, just something recent in our minds that we'd like to give a little shout out to emphasize recommend it and just kind of give a give an ode to maybe something not as appreciated as we think they should be greg would you like to start us off i would love to nick i am not going to do what you just said i'm gonna pump barry have you guys seen barry quick side question i have seen 20 minutes of barry and i was like i'm not at the moment in time where i can pay attention to this so i'll come back to it later it's been four years (laughs) (laughs) and you mr nick Wait, Barry the movie or the TV show? The TV show. With Bill Hader? Yes. I have not seen it yet. Oh, I'm going to pump Barry real quick for all y'all listening and including uh, my host and our guest. Barry is really excellent, especially if you have like a lot of theater experience or theater background because so many of the jokes in Barry when he's in the classroom just relate to his, his uh, fellow actors trying to learn how to be good. And so often they're just so irredeemably bad at acting. It's hilarious because, especially because for someone who has done uh, quite a bit of uh, acting in local theater, 
Uh, I've made many of the same mistakes they have. You know, you go in too serious when it's not a serious scene, or you break to make a joke to your friend, and they're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, we were in the middle of a scene. But there are also really, really uh, compelling sequences in Barry, um, action-wise as well as acting-wise, where Barry goes in and he has essentially a breakthrough, and you get to watch him act and get better as he goes and like learn to tap into emotions and use different feelings for scenes that really come off excellent like there's a scene i won't um i won't spoil the context but essentially he's remembering something really traumatic that he felt he had to do and he uses that feeling of trauma uh to act out being an abuser and it's so powerful. I watch that scene probably every, of at least a few times every month because it just gets me. It makes me want to act when I see him just walking around, looking at her like he wants to kill her, asking her why she was dancing with some guy. It's it's excellent. I'll send the link to both of you guys. Uh, everyone else, just Google it on uh, Google or YouTube, actually. <laughs> uh, Barry acting scene. And I'm sure it'll be the first one that comes up. It's just, oh, it's so powerful. But also built into that scene, it's very, because he has a, his uh, love interest, his foil, if you will, acting wise, isn't a natural. Like she's trying to act while Barry very much starts to come off as a natural. Like he's using real emotion, which is why he's so good while she's forcing it, she's trying. And one of the things I love so much in that scene is when Barry's in the middle of a moment, he sits down in a chair. He's holding a script because it's her play that she wrote and he's uh, being the other character in it. He's holding a script as he looks at her and he just drops it so naturally, puts his hands on his head and he just tells her like, I'm sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. I'm, I'm an idiot. And then she walks over to him after having just been abused by him and she holds him and while she's delivering her line, she looks at the floor, throws her script down, and then continues. And it's just so perfectly clear that he naturally knew to let go and just go into his head. And that she had to think about it and copy what he did. It's fucking beautiful. And like I said, the action in Barry is excellent as well. Uh, thematically, it's a very strong show, I found. And it's not that long either. I think you could binge it in like a weekend. And... Uh, season 3, I think, isn't out yet, but when it does come out, you can watch the whole thing, because I'm pretty sure season 3 is the finale, and uh, that's what I want to pump this week. Barry, it's so fucking good. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. <laughs> I would like to shout out, uh, this is a, a duology, soon to be triology, is that how you say that? Uh, trilogy? <laughs> God trilogy. damn it. He's playing pranks on y'all. Uh, a video oh, game. Uh, this is the Faith series by Airdorf. Uh, the Faith series is a series of horror games inspired by old MS-DOS games. So like the E.T. video game and Pong and all these like, you know, very few bits. So it's like the character is like 20 squares. It's not very... Uh, but it, it is 
based on the era of the satanic panic and you play as a disgraced exorcist trying to properly exercise a demon in a house which has possessed a young boy and kind of warped him beyond and the sprites themselves are you know he's like the the enemy is just like a, he's like a white oval with four little sticks <laughs> as legs and like red eyes and it kind of just runs at you Ew. but with with the atmosphere it works really well uh it's a lot more scarier than you'd expect like a bunch of squares on an ms dos screen uh, another cool thing is what they have these special typically for deaths or or, or in-game cutscenes. they've actually rotoscoped um actual actors doing the cutscenes and then put them into ms dos pixels so it looks really alien but it looks like it's so smooth and you don't expect it in this old retro 80s style video game nice and uh i will now and the second one expands it even more into it's like instead of like it's a house in the woods in the first one and in the second one is sort of like a prequel and a sequel and so it's in like a cemetery and there's a big church and you know more ghosties and the third one which there is a demo of right now is in a haunted hotel and it's like even if you don't like playing games because like horror games scare the shit out of me and i struggle with it <laughs> one they're really cheap that you can get these for a couple bucks um and second if you don't want to play them you can just go find like the rotoscoping cutscene stuff because that's so impressive and you'll fucking fall in love with it because it's just so unique and there's nothing else like it uh well it's been out for a minute so there's some things inspired by it that have come since but this is like the the originator i will say for a second i thought you said and if you can't find it you can go fuck yourself and i was like <laughs> whoa and you can't find it go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah exactly i was very surprised yeah i was expecting Man, that, that too honestly so uh, I love anything Satanic Panic related. That's like one of my favorite little genres. So it, it's such a unique period in time. Like, yeah. um, there's a book I read. Um, we, oh no, not that one. That's a different one. Um, my best friend's exorcism. My best friend's exorcism. Exactly. Fucking nailed same, you like a same, cross. Same author. I was gonna say we sold our souls, which is kind of close. Um, but that's basically about. This two girls are on like a trip. One of them gets possessed by the devil, and it's set right in the middle of the satanic panic. And so you have like these big these side characters, which are hilarious. These big workout like Jesus, like we're here to get you guys off drugs and into Jesus. And they're just these five <laughs> brothers, and they're super buff and super pumped. And it's just like all this the satanic panic stuff. It just also there in faith a lot less comedic in there it's a fairly serious story despite it being you know you play a little blue man with a yellow like plus sign and that's your crucifix mm. it, it, it doesn't sound like it should work but it does because e everything is done perfectly and I, I highly recommend you seek out something about this game hmm. what was uh, the game called again the game is called the first it's you can get it under faith the unholy trinity the third one mm. is not out yet the third one's only a, a demo right now but an amazing demo like Excellent. an hour-long demo which is really fucking like that's a big demo <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> longer uh, than pt you can probably get you can get the first one oh 
there's like if you get the demo for the, the unholy trinity you can just play all of the first one so you can just get that for free basically hmm. it's, it's they're dirt cheap and uh, the the developers are really cool dude so just support them nice thank you Nick. that sounds uh, awesome man thank you mr misa uh, would you like to take our, our closing endnote recommendation? Uh, no. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> See you later. Uh, that's... <laughs> uh, I'm Greco Bo. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, my recommendation would be, uh, so Greg did a TV series. Uh, you mm-hmm. did a video game, Nick. So I think it's only appropriate that I recommend a movie. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I am going to recommend Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. Have you guys seen this yet? No. I've heard I, a lot about I've it. I've heard a lot about it. I have not. I have to be in Cronenberg moods before I <laughs> dive in. In a son of Cronenberg mood. Well, uh, I yeah, I saw this. I think maybe about maybe a couple weeks ago. I think a few weeks ago, and it's fantastic. Um, it's one of the best movies Absolutely. I've seen this year. Uh, even though I haven't seen a lot of movies this year because, you know, uh, lockdown, a lot of movies of have been pushed back. But out of the few movies that I have seen, this one is is ranked near the very top. Um, it's very, very good. Uh, it's a sci-fi horror film. And I was expecting a good movie. Uh, ended up seeing a great one. So, yeah. It's, oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Um... It's directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who is the son of David Cronenberg, and he, Brandon Cronenberg, brings back uh, body horror in such a terrific way. Like I haven't seen, I haven't seen a horror movie that has like, like genuinely great blood and gore. I feel like in a pretty long time. Like I feel like most horror movies now kind of don't do that kind of horror anymore. It's it's been steered away a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I recommended his house, which is on a Netflix. It's on Netflix, a horror movie, mm-hmm. and it's got like all the horror flavors besides like gore <laughs> and that kind, like blood and stuff. Just not become as popular as often. And it sucks. Yeah, but I I see a lot of horror movies are now veering more towards like psychological kind of horror. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Either psychological or like paranormal is really popular right now. Um, so it's been a very long time since I've seen like a good like gory horror movie where like the gore is like astonishing like you see the gore and you're just like oh my god like that is horrible (laughs) but amazing (laughs) you know and this movie uh without spoilers has it delivers the goods i'll just say that yeah if you're a horror fan and you love good practical effects um it definitely delivers the goods so and it's a smart movie too it's it's incredibly intelligent so hmm gotta love a smart movie any movie that really emphasizes practical effects i think is definitely at the very least worth renting or give them some money because practical effects are some of the most like amazing things in movies and so many studios are just not using them anymore and it's really depressing mm-hmm. yeah yeah well brandon cronenberg is doing it so go watch <laughs> possessor there we go <laughs> Uh, I think you could rent it for like I think like five bucks probably or four bucks so nice and I think that brings us to the end of our end notes and to the end of 
our show. <gasps> this is we're just gonna. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna plug our social medias. I never get them wrong. I do them right 100% of the time. You can mm-hmm. find me on Instagram at nicholas.roy.morgan.iii. Lots of periods. That's how I roll. Uh, and on Twitter, you can find me at Dr. PLSS. The L is un- uh, lowercase, so it looks like I, so I can be Dr. Piss. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys want to find me online, uh, typically typing in Grecobo, G-R-E-C-O-B-O, will get you there. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for sure will probably get you there. And I'm also in- on Instagram as Mixmatch Media. I post funny little bits in there, and who knows, maybe you'll think they're funny too. Where can we find you, Mr. Maze? Maza. Well, (laughs) for for starters, uh, just put in my full name, which is Nicholas, spelled N-I-C-O-L-A-S. Middle name David, D-A-V-I-D. And then last name Mice, M as in mouse, E-I-S-E. That's my full name, and if you Google it, you'll find my Twitter, my Instagram, uh, my Facebook probably. Um, Don't reach out to my Facebook, please. Uh, (laughs) My Vimeo, yeah. Uh, you could watch both of my short films on my Vimeo. It's under my full name, Nicholas David Mice. Uh, yeah, and you could find me on Letterbox, which I just started over, so I started a new one. Ooh. And I have I have no reviews on there yet, but I will I will get to writing some. So yeah. All right, and I just wanted to remind everybody that if you've got a dimple in your cheek or your shoulder or small of your back probably just the muscle uh, fused to the bone. Have a good night, everybody. See y'all later. Bye-bye. Drive safe.